You're listening to Backstage Pass with Alford Media, your behind-the-scenes look inside event tech and what it takes to turn visions into reality. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Backstage Pass with Alford Media. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we're back in the studio for another Alford podcast, and I'm excited for this because this time we're looking behind us for the content. On today's episode, we're peering into Alford's past and storied history to unpack which little steps led Alford to be the industry leader it is today. Think of this whole podcast like the butterfly effect. To time travel with us today, we're rejoined by Dan Thompson for a round two. He is a senior account manager with Alford Media. Dan, great to have you back on the podcast. How are you doing? Good to be back. I appreciate it. So on the last podcast, you mentioned that you've done some podcasts before chatting about comic books. I think we just got a real quick on the last one. I didn't get to circle back around. Um, What have you talked about comic book wise? Are you a resident expert? I am not. As a matter of fact, I'm going to throw one of our uh, staff under the bus. Uh, uh, Chris Poole, Uh uh, who is an Alford staffer, is the comic aficionado. I tend to do another podcast in which I play DJ mostly, but sometimes I do get into some discussion topics. Uh, One of those involves some expert input uh, on comics, (laughs) and so I reached out to Chris, and he was good enough to join me. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, those personal passions, I love when they make their way into all the media we we create. Always a good time. Absolutely. So in the time frame you've been at Alford, what has evolved and how has the company evolved and how have you grown alongside that evolution? Obviously, the first thing is technology. When I started with Alford Media, we were still in the throes of analog heavily. Um, You could say that uh, the, the peak for video was what was called component. Um, you know, digital video, of course, was a concept that was still floating out there, and we were all very excited thinking about what that future was going to hold for us. Digital audio was beginning to come into its own just a little bit more. Obviously, the world at that point knew CDs very well and mm-hmm. laser discs, and so those were sort of the, the beginning for us as well. Uh, but we were just beginning to step into things like digital consoles, etc. What's really interesting about it, though, is that we talk about the technology and that that evolving as we've all seen it just go at a lightning pace. But certain principles about the company have remained the same all the way through. Uh, that's sort of what brought me in, mm-hmm. uh, the notion of employee self-empowerment, uh, the fact that as long as you're making a move in the benefit of your client, the company will back you up on that. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of independence in that. So that's one of the great things about Alford Media that has not changed. Uh, just the nature of the people, the way we take people in and help grow them within the company yeah. has been an amazing experience for me. I always try to take an outsider's perspective when I talk about Alford Media, mm-hmm. uh, even though I've been there for 23 years now. Right. Uh, but I've worked for a lot of AV and production type companies, and I've never seen one to quite equal the way Alford Media works with its people. So let's unpack the technology side of things first, and then I'll get more into the company culture. Um, When you say, obviously, technology is the main thing that's evolved, um, I think that is pretty clear. I mean, the Mm -hmm. last 20 years, the evolution of 
what powers a live event and um, the evolution of the digital signage of the audio networks of everything in between is pretty incredible. Um, walk me through how Alford's offerings, their product offerings and how they interact with their clients and customers has evolved to match that change in technology. To think about that a little bit would be, we'll start with video projection. Let's do uh, it. That's usually a nice place. Mm -hmm. uh, video projection back in the day, you know, the dawn of history when I started with them, uh, we were still working with, with what they called three-gun CRT projectors. Mm -hmm. uh, there were other types of projectors out there that actually one that used an oil film on a rolling disc. That was another technology mm. that was still available at that time. Uh, those were sorts of the, the high end as far as video went. Also, just the overall brightness of those machines was in the 2,000 to 3,000 lumen range. Now, we've gone to projection systems that are obviously digitally based. Um, the output is much more powerful. We're in 50, you know, 18, 20,000, 30,000 lumens. Right. So the brightness alone uh, has been an improvement. Then you get into the fact that obviously as video has advanced with its own resolution rates, like we've gone from regular old television Right. to HD right. video, you know, all of our projection had to follow. And of course, we've had to go beyond that. We've had to go to much higher resolution rates to handle the kind of output that computers will be putting out these days. Mm -hmm. Plus the fact that now that we're living in a digital environment for production, uh, we're not limited to just that little video image. Now we can take an image and we can go literally about as wide as we want to, as long as we have the computer technology to back us up in the image creation. Hmm. So that's part of the advance that we've seen over the last few years. In the world of audio, uh, it's all been about digital, uh, everything, networking, everything. Um, you know, audio has become so smart uh, and so well put together, just in a live environment in particular. Uh, I'm always amazed now that um, an audio engineer for, let's say, a band. He can record all of his settings. He can pull his thumb drive. He can go to another city altogether and load that thumb drive into mm -hmm. a different console, and he's set. So that's the kind of advantage that we're seeing nowadays. Right. The other tremendous advantage to all of this, and this backs us into lighting as well, is the idea that all of these systems, of course, being digitized, computerized, they can all be integrated right. so that suddenly control is a different animal altogether. I recently did a show for a client uh, which involved full audio, video, and lighting in six different pod spaces, uh, and the attendees would move from one pod to the next, but they didn't want to see the usual gigantic mix positions and things like that. So we found a control system that would literally allow somebody to run that entire set from a single iPad wow. or iPad. I mean, yeah, the the technology and especially the the network capabilities, I think, mm -hmm. for um, for the audio, for the video. And like you said, how everything is coming under one roof is, I think, what's really defined that next era of the AV industry. So it's it's cool to see that Alford has always stayed ahead of the needle for that. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the company mentality and that crew first mentality that's always about making sure your people are prepared and your people are 
intelligent and capable um, because when you have a strong team, then the technology will, you know, they can adapt to whatever comes their way. So what do you think was one of the first choices made by the Alford brothers when they started the company that really set that standard for the crew first company mentality? Like, what do you think was the first thing that they did that really set that standard for the company? They all, at least Tom and Steve, evolved in a crew type environment. Uh, Steve Alford was a multi-image slide programmer. Tom Alford came into the the industry literally not knowing a thing, mm-hmm. but he told the uh, told his first AV boss, "I will learn your business and I will work hard for you and I will master it." And he certainly did. Yeah. Uh, given that kind of life, uh, you know, the fact that they both were on the road, they were both in the trenches with the crew. Uh, they learned what the challenges were. They learned what the advantages were of having just highly trained people who were given their head and able to move, you know, independently. So I think that was sort of the benefit, and that's what started them. That plus the fact that the Alford brothers have just got a strong ethic yeah. about how people are treated. Uh, they want to be good neighbors. They want to be good citizens. And so given that, they're definitely going to treat people right at all levels of the scale. Um, that I think started them off. Uh, I think it very quickly, they learned that when you hire the right technical talent and you listen to that technical talent and what those people are seeing in the field, you can stay ahead of the curve. Right. So we've had a, we have some really top end technicians who are constantly out there, constantly seeing what the latest, greatest is, uh, getting new ideas based upon what they have seen. And so that kind of a feedback is just totally invaluable. Yeah. So what does crew first mean in practice for Alford Media? It means that when we choose people for a job, the first thing we do is we want to make sure that we have the best qualified people to go out and handle that particular job. Uh, Then we look at the mix of people to make sure that, you know, we're putting out a good team, uh, top to bottom. It also means that we're taking care of those people. We're making sure that they have what they need from travel to per diem to all the usual things that that happen. Uh, The idea then that our support staff are always there, always available for those people to get a call from the road. It could be for anything. Uh, As I'm actually out here this week as an on-call manager, which Mm. basically means that I'm available after hours. I take those calls. I get calls from the crew for obviously equipment that is needed, uh, any changes that would occur, but also personal things too. Dan, I've got a problem. Um, I realized today that my dog sitter is not gonna be able to get over to my house. Well, more than likely, Dan's going to go to the house and walk the dog. <laughs> right. So, you know, we try to look out for them. We try to take care of them you know, because they're out on the road so frequently. And you have to have some kind of a support network. Yeah. Well, I think another part of crew first and really what has helped make Alford a leader in the industry is that autonomy mm-hmm. that you do give all the employees. Um, it really empowers crews and experts to work on client projects and solve client problems with speed and, and passion and not a ton of micromanaging, right? Yes. It really lets uh-huh. people um, find their own stride in the industry while still having 
the larger vision in mind. It's not like everyone's a lone wolf, right? There's still the the team mentality. Correct. Um, so describe that mentality in the company and how it permeates into every employee and what effect does it have on the company? How do you find that balance of of autonomy for everyone that everyone feels like they have their own say, but you keep that team vision and it's not just a free for all. I'll begin with the way Tom Alford put it to me when he hired me. Mm-hmm. And he said, we will trust you to make the right decision on behalf of the client. Maybe in review, we may look at that and say, well, there might've been a better approach, mm-hmm. but you made a good decision in favor of the client and we're backing your play mm-hmm. at this point. So that's the basic theory. Uh, beyond that point, The fact that we do have a support staff available for folks in the field to call, Uh, we have an on-call person who they can reach out to after hours. Uh, They may have an idea at a solution, but there are always people who they can call and just double check that solution with if they feel that there may be a question. Mm -hmm. So uh, nobody's phone is inviolate after business hours, that sort of thing. So they, they feel very comfortable in reaching out. Um, we do have a lot of independent thinking in that realm. If somebody needs three extra wireless microphones, they know it, I know it, and more than likely if they've got the solution in hand, I'm just going to step out of the way. Right. Uh, but if somebody wants to tell me, ooh, we really need a total different change in, say, our video projection scheme or our LED wall scheme, that's something that they're probably going to want to reach out for. Because obviously what that entails is not only just maybe getting somebody else you know, to listen to their thoughts and agree to those thoughts, but also just the logistics of finding that stuff right. uh, is very urgent. So I think that answers the question. Yeah, and yeah. to follow up, um, at least kind of what I read from how the company operates is you let people find that stride for themselves through – a style of mentorship or, you know, the people that have a veteran status at the company like yourself mm-hmm. help instill that culture for the greenhorns that just start in the industry or just start at the company and are still trying to find that balance of confidence to make those kind of tough decisions on their own, but also feel self-assured that they have the liberty to make those decisions if they think it's in the best interest of the Mm -hmm. project. Do you feel like there is a really strong culture of mentorship at Alford and that's what helps push that crew first mentality and that autonomy forward for the company? Absolutely. The thing that I like the most about Alford Media is watching people who get hired into the warehouse Mm -hmm. who may work in the warehouse for a year or two. Uh, They may jump a couple of departments and gain proficiency in different technical levels. And then suddenly we're hearing that so-and-so just went out to the field on a show. Right. Um, you know, then that person over the course of his or her life will then eventually become a full-time technician and rise from there. So, yeah, it's, a, it's fun just to see that kind of thing happening. And, of course, you see the, the mentoring happening by our department heads and by our senior technicians. Uh, so suddenly, you know, these young, these young whippersnappers, you know, right. <laughs> since I'm so ancient. <laughs> those um, millennials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn kids. <laughs> anyway, you see those young people coming up uh, who I knew 10 years ago as a driver. Mm-hmm. And now this person is a video engineer because she has just gained such proficiency uh, that she's out there and I completely trust her. Uh, to do her job well. So that's an exciting thing to see. 
All right, Dan, we're going to slightly switch directions here. We're going to go to story time here now. I'd like to unpack some of your own personal experiences while you've been at Alford and use them to help define what Alford is as a company and how some of those critical moments have influenced the future, the path that Alford is on now. So in the time that you've been at Alford Media, what is a moment of pain or struggle um, or great success, or we can do both, um, that has really defined Alford Media? And what was the result for that moment? How did it maybe help define a new era for the company or, you know, strike a clear division in the sand of like, this was Alford before, this is Alford now? Mm, that's an interesting question. There are a number of stories. Everybody's got road stories, war stories, all the drama. The the very first thing I was thinking about was one that happened my first year with the company. I had been with Alford for three months. Um, One of our largest clients at that time suddenly popped show onto us. I said, we're doing this. We want you to come and do it for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, it's in the Bahamas and it's happening in three weeks. Uh, so fire you know. festival. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How did you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but the real surprise to that was obviously I, I knew we had a major challenge. Right. Uh, the only way to make this happen, of course, you're not going to get container ship space. You're not going to get the normal logistics to happen in that period of time. Mm-hmm. So we rented a plane, a full. Jet. Like a full, Boeing. Yeah, full like thing. a wow. large Boeing. Yeah, <laughs> just to get everything out to the island. Wow. And so that was an amazing step to see happen. It was an amazing message to all of us that we will take care of our clients. Right. And I really appreciated seeing that happening. That was one really exciting moment for me. Other moments have been watching the sorts of shows that we've taken because in the world of corporate AV, there's always the standard, right? You know, we tend to do, you know, two screens and a PA system and Mm -hmm. things like that. But then when the things come along that are really challenging, um, one client of mine in particular, um, about again, just a few weeks prior to show, um, we had built a certain show package based upon what their internal producers had decided upon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything was moving along. We were in process. It was all good. And the CEO stepped up in front of his senior people one day and said, I want a broadcast TV show. (laughs) That is what I want. I don't want any of this. You will change it. And by the way, you've got just a few weeks. Right. So all of a sudden, as you can imagine, the whole world flipped upside down and the tension just rose through the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, at that point, were called upon to go from doing a show type system to a broadcast system. And so obviously the the engineering talent that we had made the changes. Uh, We got all of that happening. We got the right amount of equipment. We got the right everything on site. And then, of course, we begin to learn that, well, okay, I wanted a broadcast show, but I also want this. Right. And I also want this. And of course, at that point, when you're getting it in an environment of high stress, um, anything can go wrong. Uh, You know, my crew and I did not sleep, but we made it happen (laughs) very well. And I walked away from that show site feeling like I've got the most immense backup Mm -hmm. here at Alford Media, that we can make everything happen like that. I mean, it sounds like a lot of those defining moments come from 
a situation where you have to be flexible in a way that mm-hmm. you haven't had to be before. Yes. Um, would you say that's probably one of the biggest catalysts for change at Alford Media and just in AV in general is being presented a client situation that you look at it first and you're like, this is impossible. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, well, we have we have to get it done. How do we do it? Is that is that really one of the biggest motivators, would you say? That's a very large motivator, absolutely. (laughs) Um, One of the things we love are very creative producers Mm -hmm. who come up with some of the most unusual ideas that you can imagine. If you sit in a a table read or some kind of a planning meeting and you're listening to a producer saying, well, now the zebra is going to fly through, you begin to wonder how that's going to happen. Zebra. It's like, okay, (laughs) let's talk about this for a moment. Uh Uh, So just coming up with all the technical support for that sort of solution. Uh, is always a challenge. Um, Recently, I was involved in moving LED walls and things like that. Something that's been happening on, on, you know, award shows for several years. Mm -hmm. But to take a 50-foot wide LED wall and go vertical with it is a different kind of story. Uh, So we come up with these sorts of solutions and we engineer them frequently. Uh, Not to let the cat out of the bag on another show, but uh, we are recently involved in uh, engineering sort of a gaming type solution Hmm. for one client who had to have not just a regular interface. They had to have something that was tailored to them uh, with exactly the kinds of looks uh, and reactions that they wanted. So Hmm. that wasn't available anywhere. So we're building it. Um, So, yes, basically reacting to creative impulse uh, by the client is one of our major catalysts for growth and change. Yeah. Let's look at another side of the industry. Um, and really that's the vendor and partner relationships. I think that's another side of it other than, than your clients and the technology that changes over time and, uh, helps define the company. So have there been any major changes with, um, partners that Alford works with or vendors that uh, Alford sources from and how do those professional relationships help define the company and maybe have helped change the direction of the company over the years? When I think about that, I think about two different types of vendor partner relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first would be with our competition. Yeah, There are obviously plenty other companies out there doing exactly what we do. Um, we do tend to rely upon one another when we're in each other's home cities. Typically, that's on an equipment cross rental type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's in a personnel solution. If there, if some company has got just that perfect thing that we know we absolutely need to bring them in for, we have no qualms about right. walking a competitor into the room just because they have, you know, perfect solution A. Right. Beyond that point, it's largely what we would call box rentals from other equipment type companies. Uh, There are some major uh, players in that market and they're very helpful to us because they're in all of the major convention cities uh, in the nation. So when we're in a city like San Diego, San Francisco, Orlando, I know who to call if I'm suddenly short of something that I can work with. Mm -hmm. It's a very comfortable relationship. Now, Over the years, there have been a couple of these box companies that have decided to step into the world of of, uh, actually trying to be an AV service provider. Gotcha. Uh, So, yes, that makes them competition. Uh, We do still rent from them, but obviously we're out there competing against them uh, for our business. But, yeah, you have to maintain 
decent relationships with all of your competitors because someday they may have that projector that saves your show. Right. You know, I think a lot of the AV industry kind of feeds on that idea of competition. And I mean, for for good reason, because you always want to be either first to market with your product or you want to be the company that gets to be affiliated with that big show or that big installation. So, you know, collaboration isn't at the forefront of everyone's mind when they're in AV. You know, they want to be the best of the best. Um, But it sounds like Alford approaches it from a different angle. I mean, yes, you want to be the best and you do solidify yourself as a leader in the industry, but also when you need to reach out or you need to foster that relationship with another company in the space, you do. Um, What would you say Alford's mentality is around collaboration in the space with other AV companies? If we're not all working together to serve the end client, then why are we in the room? Mm. That's really the theory. We have any number of occasions when we'll have a a producer who hires a technical director. That technical director will decide instead of one-stop shopping all of his or her solutions with Alford Media, they may say, well, I've got my favorite audio company. I've I've got my favorite lighting company. Mm -hmm. So there are any number of times when we will find ourselves in the room with all of our competitors, and they're handling different parts of the show. Right. But we're all one crew at that point. We've all been united to make this one vision succeed. And we definitely will not get in the way. I have one show in particular um, in which I'm working directly with another competitor. Last summer, uh, we were doing the show, and it just wasn't happening in their particular world. Uh, I had a couple of technicians on site who were were well-versed in what they were doing in their approach. And we literally jumped in with our guys and help them, I mean, literally our hands on their equipment, making the adjustments, mm-hmm. getting everything show ready. And the client, of course, appreciated that. Um, you know, we did not try to wave the banner right. over that. Uh, it was just something that had to happen to right. make the show succeed. Right. So that's sort of our attitude about any kind of on-site work. We will definitely collaborate. We don't want to stand there and say, well, that's not my job. because right. you know, so it's, I love mm-hmm. that. Yes. So, Dan, to wrap things up, um, I'll ask sort of a, a broad impact question. Oh, I like um, broad questions. Oh, yes. They're always good. Be prepared. Um, Ten minutes. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the most important thing Alford Media has done for the industry in its 35-year run? Probably one of the, the broadest but juiciest of mm, questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of so many things that, uh, to, to limit it to one will be a little challenge here. Maybe just your favorite. I think my favorite thing about Alford Media and the fact that it has had such a good run over the last 35 years takes it right back down to the people who are involved. You never look back 20 years and say, wow, that was a great projector. Right, <laughs> you right. know, that was a great speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you may do that, but uh, you never look back and, and really think about those great moments, you know, due to a piece of equipment. You think about, wow, you know, having having Jenny on site, you know, she saved us right. on this show. Having Bob, you know, was fantastic. So the kinds of relationships that have been developed over the years and the strength of those relationships, you know, ha- that has been maintained is probably my favorite thing about Alford Media. 
you know, even among our competitors, there are still people who I talk to on a daily basis, and we're all just tight mm-hmm. uh, because, yeah, you okay, you won that show, but you know, we're all going to support. That's a great way to feel about things. Yeah. Uh, the openness of the Alford structure uh, is probably responsible for that kind of uh, goodwill, that kind of good behavior. And as somebody who, again, likes to take the outsider view every time I look at it, um, I just have not found a company that's quite like them. The other thing I'd like to add is the internal support that we have in finding this sort of change. We have got, obviously, the heads of our departments are constantly out there looking at new trends, analyzing what they're seeing, what's going on out there in the industry at large, plus the new technologies that they may be able to get a look at before anyone else. In addition to that, over the last couple of years, we've actually got uh, somebody who is involved in nothing but looking at these new trends, coming up with new ideas. So since we're already focused on that kind of innovation uh, to actually have people there dedicated to it. Uh, I think that gives us an advantage uh, in helping find these kinds of technologies and these kinds of solutions that some clients may not have even thought of. This may go beyond a client's wildest dreams that we're able to offer to them. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us on Backstage Pass today to give your personal insight on what makes Alford so great. Um, I think if we had to sum it up, it would go back to that crew first mentality. I think that is really what has motivated a lot of Alford's success. Um, and I think you see it in a lot of industries, but especially in AV, when you have the right people, you have you know the right company, you have a successful company. So um, it's just always great to hear it from someone who's been at the company for a long time and someone who feels so passionate about you know what their company does. So Dan, thank you so much for joining us on Backstage Pass, always a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Backstage Pass with Alford Media. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes, you can head to alfordmedia.com. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.